This program is a production of Restoring the Core, an initiative designed to assist those wishing to go deeper into classic Christianity with resources available in a connected age, online at RestoringTheCore.com. This is Finding Hidden Treasure, episode 113. In this episode, I'd like to speak about the comfort which we can find in the Psalms, particularly in Psalm 23. As we go through the life that God has called us to, there are times in which we undergo periods of stress. There may be death, illness. There may be a strained relationship with a loved one. There may be difficulty or stress at work or in school or in some other area of our lives. I take comfort in knowing that the Lord has called us to walk that path, but not only that he's called us to walk it, but that he walks with us. He leads us in these times. He doesn't allow us to stay there, but he has us go through them for a reason. In some cases, we learn what those reasons are later on in our lives. Perhaps in this life, we'll never know why we've gone through some of the distresses and problems which we've gone through. However, we're not called to necessarily know what those are. We are called to a life of faith. Psalm 23 has been particularly helpful for me during these last few months during a stressful time at work. I've taken to memorizing it, not only for the sake of just knowing it, but knowing that in wherever I'm at, in whatever situation, I can bring to mind the six precious verses of this psalm and take comfort in the promises that God gives in those. Psalm 23, verse 1, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I take great comfort in this verse. There is so much of our Christian life which is lived in the context of community, and rightly so. Church environment and family perhaps in the city in which you live. We are called to be social creatures. We are called to live in community. Yet the Christian life here on earth is not called to be lived only in community. There is an aspect of a one-on-one -on -one relationship that we are called to have with the Lord. We are called to be solitary creatures on occasion so that when the Lord works on us in those contexts, we are then better prepared to be part of the communities to which we're being called back to. In Psalm 23, verse 1, we read that the Lord is my shepherd. It doesn't say that the Lord is our shepherd. He is our shepherd, that's true. However, the verse is an individual reference, not a group one. I take comfort in that because I think that for myself and for other people who are believers in Christ, and perhaps some of us have been believers in Christ for long periods of time, in which we see God's love for us as us as individuals being part of a larger community, and that's only the way that God loves us. An example I've used with some of my teaching in some other contexts is that every family has what I'll call a weird Uncle Bob. It's somebody who perhaps doesn't quite fit in with other people in society and maybe doesn't even fit in quite well with his or her own family, and yet they'll be invited to family birthday parties or graduations or other gatherings because they're family. They aren't necessarily being asked to be a part of the party because of their individual relationship with anyone. It's merely that they are family. They're a part of the larger group. And I think for many of us who are believers, we think that God has included us in that way. There came a time for me, and I hope that there will be a time for you who may have been thinking in these terms, that we realize that God has an individual love for us. It's not that we're just one of many in community, but that he loves us individually by name. Verse 1 is a strong reminder of that. The Lord is 
my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I will not have lack. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. There are times I believe that the Lord, for lack of a better term, forces us to rest. He forces us to have to stop what we're doing so that we can focus on him. In our Western culture in the early 21st century, I think that we, without realizing it, try to copy the machines which we've created, the 24-7 nonstop ways of connecting with everyone and everything, and that we neglect the reminder that we need to rest. There are times that we need to simply stop what we're doing and be quiet and still in the presence of the Lord. The psalm continues, He leads me beside still waters. Another way of rendering that is, He leads me beside waters of quietness or waters of rest. There are times in which we need to be removed from hectic, chaotic, loud, and noisy lives and simply, as another psalm says, be still and know that He is God. Psalm 23, verse 3, he restores my soul. I've commented on this in another podcast. Go to episode 112. You'll find an expanded commentary I have on this in a conversation with my son, Zach. Verse 3 continues, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Another way of rendering that is he leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Please keep in mind that for as much as you may want to live a right life in the presence of the Lord, and that is a very good desire, that God's desire is for his namesake, and that what he will do for his people in many times being obstinate, and if you take a look at biblical history, you will see particularly that what God has done has not been because of the merit or goodness of his people but that he came to their rescue, he came to their aid, he provided blessing to them for his name's sake. And it is good to remember that when the Lord God leads us in paths of righteousness, he's not doing it primarily for our sake. He's doing it for his, and that his holy name will suffer no reproach as a result. Verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Another way of rendering that is to walk through the valley of the shadow of great darkness or deep darkness. There are times in which, as we walk through this life, we may not see a way out of a difficult situation. The joy that we've had in life may have been taken from us, uh, perhaps by death, perhaps by health situation, by any other number of things that are part of the human condition. And we sometimes wonder, will there ever be a way out? Will this ever end? One who's walking through the valley of the shadow of death is moving through that valley. It does not say that even though I camp or make permanent residence in the valley of the shadow of death, none of us will stay there forever. Perhaps it will be days or weeks, months, maybe years. Perhaps we have no idea when it's going to end, but we can take comfort in knowing that it will end. But more than that, that we should fear no evil as this happens because God is with us. For his purposes, he has allowed us to walk through a time or times of great difficulty. We may not know how long that time is going to last. We may not know why this has happened. It's what God has called us to at this time in our lives, and he promises that he is with us as we walk through and not camp out in a valley of the shadow of death. The psalm continues, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
as I understand it from my reading, a rod is basically a billy club type of situation that would be used by a shepherd to act as an offensive weapon against any predator, so it would be coming against the sheep. The staff is a stick that would be used to help guide or direct the sheep as they are moving along in the flock. We can be comforted by the fact that God defends us, that with his staff, he guides us along. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The scene shifts here a bit. The Lord now preparing a table before us. He's spreading out a banquet for us for you individually in the presence of your enemies, that his care for you is so great that he wants to make sure that even your enemies know that he is taking care of you. In the ancient Near East, to anoint a guest's head with oil was a sign of great honor. When David writes, my cup overflows, it's a reminder that God's provision for us is not limited. He is not stingy with those who are his people. Do keep in mind that materially, you might not have all that you've wanted, but in Christ, you've been given all that you need. Verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word that's translated as mercy here in the English Standard Version is from the Hebrew word hesed, which is covenant love or steadfast love. And we learn in this verse, and are promised in this verse, that God's goodness and his steadfast love for us shall follow me all the days of my life. There's actually a stronger sense to this, shall pursue me all the days of my life. God's love for us as a community and as individuals, for those who are in Christ, take heart that the goodness and mercy that he has pursue us. And I ask you, those of you who are believers in Christ, Take an honest look back at your life, not only the part in which you've been a believer in Christ, but even before that. How many times can you take a look and know that God has shown mercy on you? In retrospect, you can see that he has guided your path, that his goodness and his steadfast love have been there even when you treated him as an enemy, or worst yet, ignored him and thought him to be irrelevant. Lastly, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I understand why this psalm would have been read in so many of the old TV programs I've seen over the years of a funeral scene happening, and a reminder to those who were hearing within the context of the TV program that the person who's being buried was being buried with the hope that that person would be dwelling in the house of the Lord forever at this point. I know that promise is good and sound for those who have been followers of Christ who have already departed this earth due to death. I take comfort that we don't have to wait for that moment of death for this promise to be true, that even now, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of what might be a very easygoing season in your life, that in all of these, that we have begun to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For those who are believers in Christ, I want to encourage you take heart. God has not abandoned you. He guides you. He will lead you and does lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Take heart. Your seasons of difficulty will last only for a time. I'm not a prophet, so I cannot tell you how long those times are going to be. But trust that the Lord is going to see you through each and every one of those days and give you the strength to endure. You've been promised. His steadfast love pursues you, and you've already begun to dwell with him in his house forever. 
Thank you for listening to this program. We can be contacted at mail at restoringthecore.com. We're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash restoringthecore. You can also follow us on Twitter at RestoreTheCore. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us next time for Finding Hidden Treasure.